binoculars and what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Welcome to Featured Creatures. I am Alan. I am the new and improved Shefton. And I'm Garrett. Yeah, Shefton's got a new mic. I do. You can tell, presumably, by listening. Even though this, the mic guard is like... I know, it's like, it's slowly drifting away. I didn't want to touch it, because I didn't want to, like, make <laughs> a bunch of static. I'm going to do it now. I, I mean, I guess that was actually pretty quiet. Yeah. You can lower the mic. Impossible. I actually did, I don't know. Let's, you can do whatever you want. I also tried to do this earlier, and I, I felt like it made noise. I don't know, how's that? Is yeah, that good? Perfect. I think okay, it's cool. great. Uh, today's episode is sponsored. Whoa. The per- basically, the person who paid for this one paid for that mic. <laughs> yep. So thank you very much. Colleen. Colleen. She also interacted with you on the Discord server because you wanted hate mail. It, oh, did she? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even I'm on this thing I mean, now. You I didn't, gotta, you gotta I didn't check it. ask for hate mail you specifically. specifically did. I just said it was an option. Roll mm. clip of Shefton saying he wants hate mail. I should have kept the sucking sound on the <laughs> soundboard. <laughs> I really was you hoping you, you had that. We've almost... <laughs> when are we going to go full shock jock? I mean, that's... What, I'm going... <laughs> Alan's dying. He tried to do the sucking sound, but he's not powerful enough to do it. I can't do it. And do you want me? Do you want me to do it? Do you want me to do the, the grapefruit sucking noise right yes. now? Yes. Hold on. There was more variation. And there was a, and there was a lot more of it. Oh, Whoa. what a nightmare! There we go. I do love that we all sort of independently had the same idea <clears throat> that we should be like shock jocks. <laughs> But, like, none of us thought that, like, anybody else would think it was a good idea. Oh, well, I mean, I don't think any of my ideas because they're good. <laughs> are, you, are you? Are you? Okay? some water? No. And no. <laughs> I'll survive. So, um, I'm thank be- you for the mic. And, yeah, even I'm on Discord, so you got to get on it, Chefs. And that's all I want. He's to there. In. He just I am there doesn't have it on his it phone. Just, it, I also, uh, you know, I'm old and I'm bad at technology. And I just, I barely understand how it works. So this was a direct donation via PayPal. Nice. Which I think is another way I'm going to open up episodes okay. where you can tell us what to do. You just one-time payment. You don't even have to go through the Patreon. You just yeah. say, here you go. Do this If that's for me. easier than switching Patreon, like your Patreon tier. and Yeah. Well, and you can do it if you're not on Patreon. That's true. So uh, Venmo at Alan Line Tofiki, T-O-F-I-G-H-I. I don't know when I'll do anything or if I'll do anything, but... Hey, that's always open. Uh, you know, that just honestly, yeah, it makes sense. So we should get to the episode that they paid for. Excellent. Oh, it's that cool uh, backwards guy, right? It's Yeah, it's that weird upside down elbow creature, right? No. Oh. <laughs> this one is... Uh... Wendigo! I love that clip so the much. The backwards guy. Uh, we're, we're, favorite. Do, we're doing the Wendigo. <laughs> from great because I know nothing about this thing except what I think it looks like. It's from the Ojibwa, just like last week's episode. Nice. The Ojibwa Algonquin word, Wendigo, which translates roughly to winter cannibal giant. Nice. Uh, the name Wendigo was first used in print in 1722. According to John Robert Colombo, uh, it's also called Windigo, Windago, Windgoo, <laughs> Windgo, 
Wendigo, Wendiga, Wentigo. Oh, uh, the Wentigo, Wentico, and Wintsego are in Cree instead of Algonquin. Oh, I like Wentsego, and also. it is also referred to as Wendigo. You win a Winnebago. <laughs> I hear, I heard of that one. Yeah, the hill ones. <laughs> Is that a clip? I would. When they go, oh, when they go. Can we do that? Bill just, Bill yelling, he want to. When they go. I want to. When they go. I want to. I can't do Bill. <laughs> Truly, we've reached shock jock levels. <laughs> With only I'm one trying. sound effect. Yep. Uh, so the habitat of the Wendigo, the northern forests of Nova Scotia. The eastern coast of Canada, the Great Lakes region of Canada, and the United States. Wow. So it's a Canadian boy. It also shares the same habitat as the uh, underwater panther. Really? Yeah. The Great Lakes region. Wow. Yeah. I'm just I'm loving this rich tradition of of just creatures in our own backyard. I have a lot of uh, descriptions of the Wendigo. There's not like a one size fits all. Like this is what this guy looks like. No. Really? Yeah. Is that sort of just like, you know, endemic to the nature of the creature where it has like a constantly shifting form? Yes and no. Does this mean we're going to have a clip where we go, Shefton was totally right. No, there is, between all its forms, none of them are an upside down (laughs) backwards dog man. (laughs) Wow, sorry, I tried. Uh, I tried giving you one. You know, I appreciate the attempt at alley-oop. I appreciate the uh, the attempt. Six to nine feet tall. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to add... And larger. <laughs> yeah, normally, I would say it's not really that big for a cannibalistic giant, but given all the research that was done. I mean, a cannibalistic uh, uh, giant can grow large with the open sky, under, unlike a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Uh, I see. That also, in our giant sips that we learned, giants are four foot five. <laughs> They're six <laughs> feet because people are four foot five. <laughs> Willikers. Um, covered with hair, emaciated look. Faces black, possibly with frostbite. Red, glowing, staring eyes. Large fangs. Claws. But the description differs between people and groups. The Algonquin legends describe the creature as, quote, a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed, with missing lips and toes. Whoa. Right? Fucking pretty metal. Well, I mean, like, literally like a frostbite corpse. The Ojibwa describe it. It was a large creature, as tall as a tree, with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and the then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. That exact paragraph is going to be read later in this. Okay. <laughs> that is taken straight out of the middle of um, our one whole page of story. That is the one story. Whoa. <laughs> that is the adap- adaptation of the original Algonquin myth. Interesting. Uh, where was I? Basil H. Johnston, uh, Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario, gives a description of the Wendigo. The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin. Its complexion was ash gray of death, 
and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton, recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from superation of the flesh. And Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Modern Wendigos are depicted as a tall, thin humanoid with a deer skull either on its head or in place of its head. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, that's just what it looks like now. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't find a reason. No basis in folklore whatsoever. I'm sure it does somewhere from a tribe. Yeah, maybe. But it is also just spooky and cool looking. Well, that's true. fan art taking over. Yeah. Yeah. Because it looks cool. And uh, the info section is... Is that corrupt? What's the... Hmm. Is the corruption wearing a, a hat? Does that make you corrupt? Yeah, a little, hat? little blur hat. Yeah. Oh, that's the okay. So it's, just, it's like the, the zombie cousin of the tick belong, where no. it's bowler hat and smoking <laughs> no, no, cigars. That, that's the cap, right? Um, uh, oh, that's right. They, everyone has a bowler <laughs> is hat. Is it? Now. I mean, I want, I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like that makes so much more sense for the tick belong, though. Yeah, I want a the horse tick hat. The tick belong is like a belligerent fighter. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't the tick belong the one that like kicks people to death? I mean, it stomps them to death. Yeah. yeah, there's a difference. That's just I just imagine you know when when you say kicks people to death, it just I envision the thing doing the kicking, wearing a bowler hat, smoking a cigar. Man, there's a really cool bird I like <laughs> called the secretary bird. Okay. It's a bird of prey from Africa. Uh huh. Imagine that if a flamingo and an eagle had a baby. Wait, is this the one with the huge feet? Long legs. Okay. It okay, no, I'm thinking of a different thing, but I, I do need to about. Straight up an eagle with just yes. long flamingo legs. Yeah. And since it doesn't fly, it has to like walk over to its prey and <laughs> stomp them to death. It's, it's the Randy Johnson of birds. Yeah. I've, I think I've seen this where like it kicks a snake to death and yes. flies away. Yeah. Yes, I love them. Uh, no, I was thinking there's like a, like a, like a Nile duck. They're like they're born with adult sized feet. It's like the baby just has like baseball mitts for feet and they, they use it to like walk on the leaf pads. There's another really weird bird that I like. That's like, what if a like sparrow and an eagle had a baby? <laughs> okay. It, it look, it's just like a small like little a cute miniature bird. miniature eagle. It's like a small little cute bird. It looks like just like a finch or a sparrow or any little fat bird, except it has like a hooked meat eating beak <laughs> because it, it's the shrike is what it's called. Okay. It, picks up its small rodent and bug prey and beats them around and then shoves them on a spike on a tree. <laughs> okay. And just eats them on the spike, and the spike is also keeps it in place. So it's like nice a thrash up. feeder, Flameless. which just like grabs it and just you know starts rocking out yeah. side to side <laughs> until it's you know dead or incapacitated, and then just spikes it and eats it later. Yeah, so nice flame-free rotisserie. So how does this compare vis-a-vis the, uh, the Wendigo? I mean, they're all, all three, all of those birds I just mentioned are constantly hungry. Okay. And corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> the little bowler hats. Presumably eat meat, you know. So, although descriptions can vary somewhat, common to all these cultures is a view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, ma- malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being. They are strongly associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. It's like a North American frost giant. Can I can I ask a question? Of course. If it in order for it to be cannibalistic, right? That means that it eats other Wendigos. Yeah. Well, let's keep going. It, okay. <laughs> All right. In times of famine or in a personal time of starvation, a 
person might be taken over by the Wendigo. Like the Wendigo spirit. I see. The spirit of the season. The not reason like, for the season Not is like feasting. politically dominated by the Wendigo. Like it's, it's been colonized. Team spirit is it. like the Holy Spirit, only stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Wendigo is like the team spirit, only stronger. I see. Uh, the person becomes overcome with the need to consume human flesh. In some traditions, the humans overpowered by greed could turn into Wendigos. Other sources say Wendigos are created when a human resorted to cannibalism to survive. Humans could also turn into Wendigos by being in contact with them for too long. So if you just hang out with a bunch of wow, Wendigos. Wendigo is a bad influence on, you know, young Timmy. Got corrupted. He's wearing a bowler hat and just... He's, I found a pack of cigars. His lips so, are cracked. Wendigo are people. Blood in his shoes. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know, we value Wendigos as much as we would anybody else no, here. I, a, hu- a Wendigo possesses a human. It eats more humans. So a Wendigo is like a spirit. You, you like wear the mantle of the Wendigo. Uh, I mean, you don't wear the mantle. It wears you. Yeah, well, okay. That's yeah, grisly. Well, it's cold. I mean, you don't want to be out. Yeah, you're a coat for Wendigos. Yeah. Oh, okay. But also, people can just become Wendigos. It's like a reverse vampire. You're just yeah. like, instead of getting big, So it is bite. cannibalism because they are people. Uh, I mean, okay. I feel like it just see it's a little bit of a reach, but okay. All right. Uh, where the fuck was I? Oh, there we go. Nope. Okay. Whenever a Wendigo ate another person, it would grow in proportion to the meal it had just eaten. <laughs> Whoa. So it could never be full. The Wendigo is seen as, as the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Never satisfied after killing and consuming one person, they're constantly searching for new victims. Wow. Since they grow equal to what they eat, they'll never be full. And when are we going to get that Wendigo versus Godzilla movie? <laughs> I mean, if it eats enough people. I guess that's true. Huh, all of Canada disappeared? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're not on Canada anymore. We're on the Wendigo. wendigo So uh, here, here's the story, the adaptation of the original Algonquin myth of the... Wendigo! <laughs> it's actually like an actual story. Like there's narrative structure. Fifth grade. Oh yeah, and the story for the Wendigo that's in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is not about a Wendigo. No, it's like, it's like not, up. It's not culturally accurate. No, it's just like a wind monster. Ah, okay. The storm lasted so long, they thought they would starve. Finally, when the wind and swirling snow had died away to just a memory, the father, who was a brave warrior, ventured outside. The next storm was already on the horizon, but if food was not found soon, the family would starve. Keeping his knife and spear close, he ventured out upon the most frequently used game trail, watching intently for some sign in the newly fallen snow of animal footprints or movement of any kind. I don't know how long I can keep that voice up. I'm I'm only, it's pretty good. I think I'm only like it. six lines down. Maybe I should try to my bill voice. all right start at i I can't do bill remember (laughs) some kind of Uh, do it in um um um, jesse (laughs) oh my god ventura yeah yeah, you can start where the forest lay deep (laughs) and whenever you want to stop just the forest lay deep and oddly silent under its gleaming coating of ice and snow every creature of sense lay deep within its burrow and slept Still, the warrior hunted, knowing how desperate his family had become. 
as he moved through the eerie stillness, broken only by the soft caress of the wind. He heard a strange hissing noise. It came from everywhere and nowhere at once. The warrior stopped, his heart pounding. That was when he saw the blood-soaked footprints appearing on the path in front of him. It was a Wendigo in London. I, I'm losing <laughs> <laughs> He gripped his knife tightly, knowing that somewhere watching him was a Wendigo. He had learned about the Wendigo as the father's knee. It was a large creature as tall as a tree. And oh, you know, I'm a fighter, but (laughs) golly, I really can't take down a tree, you know. But it had a lipless mouth, regardless, and a jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood. And it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones, you know. Sometimes. I'm going to see Wendigo at WrestleMania 39. <laughs> oh, I'm going to see the Wendigo <laughs> at WrestleMania 39. The Wendigo chose to possess a person instead. And then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, corrupted with power. Honestly, it just absolutely corrupts. And I've seen these things. Hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. The warrior knew he would have just one chance to prevail over the Wendigo. After that, he would die. Or, the thought was too terrible to comprehend. Slowly, he backed away from the bloody footprints, listening to the hissing sound. Was it stronger in one direction? He gripped spear in one hand, knife in the other. Then the snowbank... Anu's left erupted as a creature as tall as a tree leapt out at him. He dove to one side, rolling into the snow. This is that movie I was in. So that his clothing <laughs> was covered and he became hard to see in the gray twilight of the approaching storm. The Wendigo whirled its massive frame and the warrior threw the spear. It struck the creature's chest, but the Wendigo just shook it off as if it were a toy. The warrior crouched behind the small tree as the creature searched the torn up snow for a trace of him. Perhaps one more chance. The Wendigo loomed over <laughs> his hiding place. Its sharp eyes, seeing the outline of him against the tree, it bent down, long arms reaching. The warrior, warrior I am as well, leapt <laughs> Yeah, but not the ultimate warrior. No, no, no. I'm just a warrior, <laughs> fighter, Navy SEAL, governor. <laughs> I've seen things that'll blow your mind. And God... Did the warrior leap forward as if to embrace the creature and thrust his knife into the fathomless black eye? <clears throat> you good? I can yeah. finish the rest. I'm at over here. <laughs> okay. The Wendigo? Yeah. The Wendigo. The, uh... Wendigo! The Wendigo howled in pain as the blade of the knife sliced into its brain cavity. <laughs> wow. That sounds pretty grisly. dang painful, <laughs> really. It tried to pull him off of it. Imagine having the presence of mind to just like, I just got stabbed in the face. This knife is in my brain. Cavity. Get this guy off. Me. I mean, if the knife is in your brain, cavity. The knife's on your mind. I mean, literally. You have the presence of mind to mind that knife. <laughs> That's it. when the knife is so big that it's on both sides of the brain. <laughs> it, and anyway. Left brain, right brain. That sounded sound so much better. In my it tried to pull him off of its chest, but the warrior clung to the creature, stabbing it again and again in the eyes, the head. The Wendigo collapsed to the ground, bleeding profusely, almost crushing the warrior beneath its bulk. He pulled himself loose and stared at the creature, 
which blended in with its white surroundings so well that he would not have seen it, save for the blood pouring from its eyes and ears <laughs> and scalp. <laughs> Just every cavity. Yeah, it's consistency, though, you know? The outline of the creature grew misty, and it vanished, leaving only a pool of blood to indicate where it had fallen. It despawned like a video game character. <laughs> Shaken, the warrior, heart-pounding with fear and fatigue, turned for home. Uh, he was weakened by lack of food but knew that the storm would break soon and he would die if he did not seek shelter. At the end of the woods, he found himself face to face with a red fox. It was a fat, old creature, its muzzle lined with gray. The creature stood still, as if it had been brought to him as a reward for killing the Wendigo. (laughs) He's got this old fat fox. Here you go, here's this old canid that you can eat. We know dog meat's not that great, and this is an old one to boot, but... Here you go. With a prayer of thanksgiving, the warrior killed the fox and took it home to his starving family. The meat lasted for many days until the final storm had blown itself out and the warrior could safely hunt once more. It's a big fox. I feel like I could eat a whole fox in one sitting. This is a sad story and I don't like it. The Wendigo was just trying to get food for his only friend, the fat old fox, who was on his last (laughs) legs anyway. Just let him have the guy. Yeah, I mean, that's how I expected for the story to end. That it was going to be like, you know, we, then the we fox saw turned. the form of the Wendigo. He saw its pregnant stomach. Like, oh. I mean, the, the brutal head stabbing. Like, right, like whoa. Uh, the Wendigo allegedly made a number of appearances near a town called Rosesu in northern Minnesota from the, the late 1800s through the 1920s. Each time that it was reported, an unexpected death followed. And finally, it was seen no more. Wow. Uh, and then this one's not really a story. It's just a fun fact I found. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot to print up this word to have you read it, Shefton. You put it in the thing, right? Yeah. I can read it. I, I read it at work aloud a bunch of times. Uh, a bunch of times. For, t- for this purpose. So I chanted it Beetlejuice style. Go, tell your story. Though. The taboo up. reinforcement ceremony. Among the Assiniboine tribe, <laughs> the Assiniboine, the Cree, and the Ojibwe, a satirical ceremony, ceremonial dance is sometimes performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo Tapu. The ceremony is known as... Hold on. Ceremony is known as... Wendigo Konzimowin. It was performed during times of famine and involved wearing masks and dancing backwards around a drum. That's it. All right. It's just like, hey, hey guys, don't eat your family. This is like so serial. Just don't eat your family. Don't don't do that. Yeah, no, no. It's a good idea not to go full cannibal. You think it that sounds fun, but really, you just end up with this fat old fox you got to take care of, and it just consumes your life. And sure, you, mad. you have meat and one less mouth to feed, so that is like more meat than it would normally be. And on paper, it seems like a good idea. You'll always be hungry. But that's one less gift you'll get on your birthday. Oh, no. You know, I'm sure we've all seen somebody that you just, they seem delicious, you know, but it, just imagine the smell. And it'd be such a mess. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I mean, when to go Imagine the happy, smell. But is when to go happy? Yes. No, um, less gifts. God, no. So here's some theories. Oh, okay. There's a cautionary tale. Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, or a person suffering from Wendigo psychosis. Yes, indeed. Which is named after. Yeah. <laughs> a window, a Wendigo psychosis is described as 
an insatiable craving for human flesh, even when other food is available. It was first described in Algonquin Indians who felt that tribe members engaging in cannibalism then turned into or were occupied by a feared flesh-eating creature or spirit called the Wendigo. In attempts at a cure by traditional native healers or Western doctors failed, and the person went on to threaten others or act violently, execution of the sufferer was often followed. I mean, I guess if I get violent and start demanding tributes of human flesh, you know, you should probably take me out. Well, some have denied the vid- the validity, Jesus Christ, of this disorder. There are a number of credible eyewitness accounts by both Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal peoples. A psychotic origin of these behaviors cannot be excluded. Yeah. And now, one of the more famous cases of Wendigo psychosis uh, reported in, uh, reported involved a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner. During the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving and his eldest son died. 25 miles away from emergency food supply at the Hudson Bay Company Post, Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Uh, given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies that he killed and, and that he killed and consumed the remains of all those present, it was revealed that Swift Runner was not a case of pure cannibalism at, as a last resort to avoid starvation. Although... 25 miles in like a storm. I mean, you got to think though, right? Like you have feels weird defending a cannibal. No, I, I guess what I mean is that it's like, like having to like kill clean and eat a loved one, I think changes the scale of how close something is. Cause like, yeah, are you going to, are you, would you walk, you know, three days in the snow before you killed an native family member? Like, would a normal person I mean, probably do that? You had to add normal specific. person because I was, you saw it on my lips that I don't have a family. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, imagine hypothetically that you care for another being. Would you then, in that case, you know, you have to choose between walking several days or killing and eating that person? <sighs> it just needs so weird. much work to kill and str- like. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, there's just so imagine much. Imagine the mess Brian and the smell. to deal with. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Imagine the mess and the smell. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett, you said these are going to be fun, but there's no bowler hat in any of these. <laughs> <laughs> when did I say this was going to be fun? You said the trivia is going to be real fun. No, no. The fun trivia was the dancing. This is we're on the oh. theories. Theories aren't fun. Yes, they are. <laughs> we'll get to the fun theory. All right. Uh, hold on. I'm not done with Swift Runner. Uh, he eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. Oh, wow. Now I'm, say I'm, I'm a Wendigo. How do you confess? Uh, yeah, he, I, I, I guess he just confessed that, yeah, I killed and ate my family. Oh, yeah. Killed and ate six people. Cause, yeah. I see, at first I thought it was going to be like, oh, like his eldest son died and he they, ate him. Like, no, it was oh, not. Okay, that's pretty normal. Like, no, he killed and ate everybody else. <laughs> what? But can you insanity defense if you went to go out or? I mean, it's like two. He was executed, so. <laughs> but <laughs> he didn't go like, case, I yeah. did it. Uh, another well known case involving psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler. An Ojibwe Cree chief and medicine man. <laughs> Whoa. I guess it goes all the way to the top. Known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Oh, wow. In some cases, this entailed killing people with Wendigo psychosis. As a result, in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. Jack committed suicide, but Joseph... Uh, was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but di- died three days later in prison or in jail before receiving the news of his pardon. 
Wow. I'm going to say this is a very strange show for me to die and get eaten on, but I think the Wendigos took over Fiddler. This is an inside job. <laughs> is ki- yeah. Killed by the Wendigo. It's, you know, it's like if Solomon the Great got you know possessed by a genie and just started granting wishes. <laughs> or setting people on fire, I guess. So, pop culture. We, the, there's not another important oh, theory? Fallen Angel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Pitbull's a Wendigo. <laughs> Checks out, honestly. Uh, pop culture. He can never be full. That's why he's always around the world. And that's why he went to that Walmart in Alaska. He was conveniently <laughs> Wendigo territory mm. adjacent. Wendigomon in Digimon. Ah, okay. Yeah. I thought I, I don't know why I thought you were getting like Jamaican there. It's um, a like, Lopmon. Oh, okay. Lopmon turns into it. I see. In the movie. Like a rabbit? Yeah, yeah. In the movie, it's in the Digimon movie, the American okay. release where it's the, like three OVAs slapped together. Yes. Um, in the part that's Adventure 2, the, it, Lopmon is the brown terrier mon. Oh, okay. No, uh, that totally makes sense. You know when it turns into like, it turns into like a weird monster rabbit? Yes. Uh, that's Wendigomon, even though it's called like Aijomon in English or something. Okay. <laughs> you gotta love when the Japanese name makes more sense. It's like in context. Yeah. Uh, Chopper's monster point in one piece is inspired by the Wendigo. Really? Yeah. It's this big, big monster. Like but tall. It's like, it's not emaciated and it has lips. It's kind of skinny. It's not super skinny, but eat. like it doesn't have lips true. as a deer face. Well, cause it's inspired by modern Wendigo. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, Magic the Gathering has a creature called Witigo from Ice Age and an aura shape of Witigo from Cold Snap. Yep. And I need both of them to complete my collection. Indeed. You heard it here to last. Uh, Marvel Comics, <laughs> Wolverine fought Wendigo in his first appearance. Wolverine's first appearance, not Wendigo's first appearance. Wait, what, really? Yeah. The one with Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Oh, all right. He shows up fighting Wend- er- Wendigo! He's a common Hulk villain and an Alpha Flight villain. He's also a member of um, Omega Flight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a run of BPRD involved a Wendigo cursing, a Wendigo curse being transmitted from person to person. I like that. That's a neat idea. The second episode of Supernatural. Boo. In Grimm, uh, Wendigos are Wesson who eat, or Vesson, who eat humans and hide their remains under their lair. According to the Kessler archive, Jeffrey Dahmer was one. That checks out, honestly. But not Ed Gein. You don't think Ed Gein was a... No, no. He didn't no. eat people. Oh, that's right. He that's right. opened a craft store. Yeah, that... See, okay, it's, it's weird belt. then, right? Because, like, Silence of the Lambs is, like, loosely based on Gein. What's well, a hodgepodge? Uh, ev- everything. Uh, you know, I guess, like, I guess that's everything true. Everything yeah. is based on Ed Gein. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of tribute to them. It, it, it's weird to defend, to defend Gein's legacy. <laughs> The only th- people thought, like, spread the rumor that he ate people because he had body parts on his stove, but yes. he just didn't have anywhere else to put them. Yeah. yeah. Very, very busy guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, clown can't be evil. That's this difference, Gacy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That, sorry. That's right. That is, God, that get is your Gacy. your serial killer straight. I know. I'm not, Gein's not even a serial killer. He killed two no. people. Yeah. I know. I know. He's a handyman. Yeah. He's a, he had he, hand furniture. No, he, there was he is furniture. at Joanne's Hell Store. <laughs> uh, so. X-Files season one episode shapes whose monster of the week is a pretty faithful depiction of the Wendigo myth. However, the creature is referred to as a man, many despite the fact that a many were benevolent spirits in most native American beliefs. Yep. So they just got the name wrong. Yeah. I think there's also a, a movie of that same name. That's like an exorcist knockoff. Mm, probably. Um, but it's the same thing where it's like, it doesn't like it. The, the name doesn't make sense at all. 
in the book Pet Cemetery. The Indian burial ground and the path leading to it are frequented by the Wendigo. Whether this is the cause or the result of the curse on that area isn't made clear. At one point, the protagonist nearly meets the Wendigo, but it's a foggy night, so he is spared from seeing it. Oh, oh I didn't put the songs in here. There's a bunch of songs. There's a couple songs. Um, American folk duo Penny and Sparrow's fourth studio album, released September 1st, 2017, is titled Wendigo, featuring the, tech, uh, the track Wendigo, which mention, mentions the creature both literally and thematically. I'll put the so- both of the songs on um, our Discord server. Oh, cool. Uh, Mara in the Mainsail has a song called Wendigo, the singer of which is in the process of becoming one, but has two guns, a pistol, and a rifle, if that doesn't work, each with a single bullet for when he inevitably falls to the curse. Wendigo are the main enemy in Until Dawn. Really? That's what that's about? Okay. I don't know why I thought it was aliens. And then, this one's a bit of a stretch, but I like it anyways. In Bloodborne, several of the game's bosses, most notably the Cleric Beast and Vicar Amalia, draw heavily on the Wendigo for inspiration. Yeah, no, I actually, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. They look cool. The, like, Bloodstarved Beast a little bit also... Bloodborne's all about taking a skeleton and dripping wet flesh and hair over it and putting oh, a deer skull on top of it. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for... Wendigo! Can it beat a hippo? Yes. Well, can it take over a hippo? Yes. Wow. What else is full of greed and hunger more oh, than yeah. a hippo? I mean, like atmospheric beasts, if they were real. Wishing they were real. I mean, see, that makes the perfect sense, though, right? Like, the atmospheric beast is probably, like, at least, you know... It fits logically with the established lore of the Wendigo, right? Because even though it eats, it's still it's still hungry. This is boneless Wendigo. Really. So if it eats if it eats an atmospheric beast, right, it would still be hungry because they're not real. Yep. So you know, it checks out honestly. Okay. Um, so before we get to plug recommendations, we have a, a message to be read from our sponsor for this episode. <laughs> oh no! Is this the hate mail? No, 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 no. That's in okay. the Discord server. Okay. She even added you. Oh no! Okay, the the hate mail's not it's from like three days ago. Is it really? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. All right. I've been um, work. I've been trying to work on an essay. I know. There. I can't remember. If you pay us, you get a message. That's right. Okay. Their message is: uh, If you like D and D, adventure, intrigue, and or camaraderie, check out Armada Skilled on Twitch. We're live every other Saturday at three p.m. Pacific. Oh wow! I've checked in a few times. It's fun. I, I actually was watching while doing research for Wendigo. What was the name again? Our Modest Guild. Okay. I thought you said Armada's Guild. I was like, huh? Oh. Uh, Plugamendations. Uh, you know, I, what I've been watching at work to kill time, because I found myself to have increasing amounts of that, uh, I guess sporadically throughout the day, are just fights from sporting events. <laughs> uh, and there's a, like a channel called, I think it's called John Boy Media. Uh, like J-O-M. Uh, well, regardless of the title, we'll put it in our Discord server. In it's our, uh, just comedy gold to see the, the way some of these fights as in break down. Within the athletes or the fans? Uh, it, with, in terms of the athletes. Like I started watching hockey fights because that's like an yeah. established part of the game. Oh, yeah. Which is like watching these things happen in like baseball and stuff is also pretty funny. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, just, it's, in, it's enjoyable to watch people just t- either take things too seriously or be completely justified in <laughs> wanting to fight somebody else. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I do like hockey fights. I do too. You know, it's funny. Like, I'm not really, you know, I'm, I'm not really a fighter. But, like, 
Are you a governor? It, <laughs> a patriot? Um, no, it just like I th- that would be like my favorite part of playing hockey. Like I would, I always wanted to be the goaltender, and like I'm not really, I'm also not like a very antagonistic person in in real life, but like I would be the most antagonistic goalie. <laughs> Because, like, goalies, you know, in hockey, goalies enjoy, like, a certain amount of protection. You don't usually mess with the goalie unless they're, like, really asking for it. I would probably really be asking for it a lot. But I don't know. It just, like, it would be fun. And the fans, you know, I could play on a terrible team, and the fans would love us because there'd be fights, like, all the time. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, that's my plug, watching hockey fights on YouTube. I'll add I'll piggyback off of your plug. Okay. Watch the movie Goon. That's true. That is a pretty it's good a movie. It's a really good movie. It's a, it is a fairly accurate depiction of hockey. Yeah. That's and it. Canadians, a, I think. Yeah. This is a fun, it's a like legitimately a good movie. Yeah. About hockey. Yes. Alex? Yeah, uh, I got a event coming up on the da, 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 internet. This episode comes out on the 22nd. And my talk <laughs> is on the 23rd. Oh, so you have so a day. Uh... Yeah, I got this thing I'm doing. Uh, my my hit lecture, the accursed cred, reductive predictive methods of assembling cred via actualized solar economy slash implications. Yeah, so this shows how art and social life are a fraud and how you too can cash in and maximize your thing. I got some slides. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just free. Uh, I don't know how to explain this well, but yeah, Ted Kaczynski's got cred. James Franco's got no cred. <laughs> uh, there's ways to, to evaluate this, and I've done the whole social dynamic necessary. Yeah, George Bataille thought he had this solved, but I think I cracked it further. Also, on my flyer, I said it was the final Q&A, and it was because COVID happened. I'm sorry. And I was right about the sunspots. You know, you're destined to be a punk or hippie every 11 years, and punk's coming back. So I'm selling all my punk stuff. You can buy it. Follow me at. Maybe I should sell my uh, signed. Yeah, you picture of. You got time. Sid Vicious next year, Garrett. We're gonna be in permanent winter death, so everyone's mm. gonna have to buy all the punk stuff. I'm also gonna have a second plug. Yeah, my plug will be that Instagram post of yours that was. Uh, oh yeah, the flying lawnmower, a bunch of other stuff, and ending with shiny ponytail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, the FBI got unwarranted access to all our stuff, so I'm giving you it for free. Tell you <laughs> what, what's in my mind is so I was get it on. Yeah, it's, it starts with Gila Douche into... Oh, that's fl- Captain Tennille. Yeah, Captain Tennille. Into <laughs> flying... Uh, the Lawnmower flying, Dreams. Yes. Yeah, why too? It was so beautiful. Oh, thank you. So yep. beautiful. But follow me at Toys Not Music Official. One word for that. And I'll, that's how you find out where my secret talk is going to be. So, um, And just Lawnmower Dreams. Lawnmower Dreams lawnmower is really dreams. the plug. And the shiny ponytail. That, shiny yeah. ponytail. Oh, it's just the scream is so powerful. It, is. it does audio ducking and it actually mutes the volume in the background. And then he's like, Oh, thank God. I really owe you for this one. You know, I want to thank everyone who, who believed in me. You know, not gonna be biased. Some of you believe in me more than others. Wow, I finally did it. You know, after 23,865 encounters, wow, just thank you so much. All your dreams can come true. Nothing should stop you. Nothing should stop me. Nothing did stop me. That's basically like exact. I really feel like that's what should have ended the episode is just you saying that and then just silence. But <laughs> we still have to say our Twitter is at Fecre, F-E-A-C-R-E. And if you want to sponsor an episode, you can do it on our Patreon or 
send us an email at featuredcreaturepod at gmail.com and we'll talk. Remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you are a cryptozoologist. <laughs>